that is waiting to hear what the Lord has to say. Amen. One more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Good morning, church. Testing one, two, three. While she's doing that, uh, I want to give praise and honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The only one that can save us. A couple of weeks ago, I stood in this pulpit by the grace of God and taught, revisited on the kingdom of God, which is the foundation of God within us, the power of God within us. And at that time, I expressed the fact that we would be going into a deeper zone of God, much deeper, because it's time. That's why we're passing these things out to each family because we're going to reveal some secrets here today. And that's what I'm all about. Revealing the secrets of God. Let's pray. Father God, to the only wise and true God, to the only one that can save our souls and keep harm from us. Father, as we enter into thee, I ask, Father God, that I must decrease while you increase in me and in our brothers and sisters so that we'll be able to comprehend, be motivated with passion, spiritual passion, to do your will much better than we've done it in the past. This is my request this morning throughout. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. The church say amen once again. Amen. Audio, video, five, four, three, two, one. We're live. Our message today is entitled Kingship Authority. That laid the foundation. The kingship authority. That laid the foundation. This is pure teachings today. Spiritual teachings on a high level. So I pray that. Those that are listening. Whether they're here or online. It's up to them. Whether they will continue to listen. And learn. Forget about me and zero in on the Lord. Put, put the uh, tabernacle picture up there for me, please. All morning long, the enemy has been trying to distract. But how many of y'all know that God gives us the ability and the knowledge to defeat that enemy because he stinks. He's no good. He wants to keep us from getting to that place where we need to be. He really does. 
And he does everything that he can to distract us. Everything. Just like this morning, the television went out. It hadn't went out before. But it did this morning. But somebody say, but God. Mm -hmm. He gives us the knowledge. He's always got a ram in the bush that knows what to do. How to keep it going forward. Don't underestimate your leadership. Because if you do, you're making a bad mistake. You're making a bad mistake. God didn't put us here for nothing. And the reason why we go through so much is not because of our anointing, but because of who we are in him. We are the true Israel. You're not black. You're not white. You're Israelites. And it's time for you to take your stand on who you are. Because Jesus told us, I know you that sit in the synagogue, Satan, that call yourself Jews, but you're not. And the reason they don't want us to know who we are is because if we ever find out who we are, then we'll get back to what our forefathers were trying to tell us. Thank you, Brother Najee. You're on cue. Appreciate you. Appreciate all of you. Father, I thank you this morning. And I'm going to take my time and get this thing across the way God would have me to get it across. Put the picture up there for me, son. You see this here? Everybody see this? This is a secret. God's going to reveal something to you today. He's going to reveal a lot of things to you. It's been there the whole time. And I've been holding on to it and waiting until God say, release it. It's time. Somebody say, it's time. This is the tabernacle in the wilderness. It's a representation of man going through this earthly life of existence. Do you understand that? When you read about the tabernacle in the wilderness, you don't need to be going back there. You need to be going here. And House of Destiny and our teachings is all about bringing the old into the new into you. Amen? Amen. All right. You'll see there are six positions in this thing. Somebody already caught some of the revelations. Inside this tabernacle in the wilderness, that's us going through. It has six parts to it. Two parts are in the outer court, the first two. Then there, that's the flesh. That cross section there is what's known as the soul realm. It's the inner court or the holy place, okay? That top part there, where the ark is, is where the spirit lies. It's called the most holy place, or the innermost court, or where the spirit of God lies. Amen? Now, we're the priests of the most high God, according to Revelations, right? Amen? So it is our job to do the administration 
in this tabernacle. Amen. It's our job to do the ministration inside of us because we are that tabernacle. Amen. Oftentimes, the temple, which is the same thing, tabernacle, had to be rebuilt. Right? Sometimes we go off course and it has to be rebuilt. Amen? Am I right about it? This thing was all inside a border. Amen? Mm-hmm. The flesh, the soul, the spirit is all inside of here, right? The outer court. The inner court, the soul, and the innermost court, the spirit. Amen? And we are the priests to do the ministration in that. Amen? Nobody else can do it for you. Nobody. Nobody else can do it for me. In this first picture down here at the bottom where we enter in at the east. The east is within. Amen? There's a gate there. The east gate. East means within. It's where we enter in. And Exodus 27, put that scripture up there for me, please, and I'm going to read it. Exodus, the first scripture there. 27, verses 1 through 8. Are we there? The word of the Lord says, And thou shalt make an altar of shittim wood. The altar shall be four square, and the height thereof shall be three cubits. I'm not going to go through all that because this stuff is too deep, and I don't want to confuse you. So I had to simplify it as best that I could through the Spirit. And thou shalt make the horns of it upon the four corners thereof. His horns shall be of the same. And thou shalt overlay it with brass. Uh-huh. See, all this has very significance, but I just don't have time to break all of it down. So I'm going to give you a certain portion of it today, and as we go deeper and deeper and deeper, we can get into the more deeper revelations. Verse 3 says, And thou shalt make his pans to receive his ashes, Mm-hmm. And his shovel, and his basin, and his fish flesh hooks, and his fire pans, all the vessels thereof thou shalt make of brass. Brass represents the flesh. Amen? Mm-hmm. It's filthy. Brass is a filthy substance. And thou shalt make for it a gate of network of brass, and upon the net. Thou shalt make four brazen rings in the four corners thereof. And thou shalt put it under the compass of the altar beneath, and the net may be even to the midst of the altar. And thou shalt make the stars for the altar, stars of shittim wood, and overlay them with brass, and the staves shall be put into the rings and the staff shall be upon the two sides of the altar to bear it. Hollow the board shall thou make it. Mm, that's very important. And as it was showed thee in the mouth. 
so shall you make it. Hmm. He's talking about making the altar of burnt offering. Put the picture up. The altar of burnt offerings. I need the picture. The altar of burnt offerings is right here at the bottom. When we enter in to do the ministration of God inside of us, the first thing that we have to do is burn up this flesh on that altar. Amen? That's why they call it the altar of burnt offering. It's where they burnt flesh. It's where the flesh has to be done away with. Now, what I've done through the Holy Spirit of the Almighty Living God is not only give you the Old Testament, but I brought it into the New. Now, look at Luke 9.23. Put that up there, son. Luke 9.23. Three. The word of the Lord says in the book of Luke 9.23, if any man come after me, and he said unto them all, if any man come after me, let him do what? Burn the flesh. Put it on the altar. Uh-huh. And take up his cross. His cross is his burden, his body, daily. Luke says daily. The other gospels just say take up his cross. But Luke says take it up daily and come after me. So every day, see, we've got to go to that altar and burn this flesh. Every day we got to get up, deny ourselves of what we want. And take that cross up daily and follow after him. It's not a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing. Somebody say, it's an everyday thing. All day. Every day. And I'm going to say something. I don't care whether you like it or not. I'm saying it. I don't care whether you're going for money, whether you're a drug addict, whether you're this or that. Any time and every time you allow other things that you like and that you think you got to do, get in the way of your service to God, you in sin. Straight up. Whether you like me or not, it makes no difference to me. I'm going to preach this thing because I'm tired of the devil. I'm tired of him. He will trick you with your job. He will trick you with your money. He will trick you with your possession. Don't none of you can't take none of that with you. You come here with nothing and you're going to leave here with nothing. And all that we run at in this world is vanity and a chasing after the wind. It has no value whatsoever to God. And it's designed to take you away from God. You say, if any man come after me, 
He's got to take up his cross. He's got to first deny himself. Then he's got to take up his cross daily and come after me. Put the picture up. So the first thing that we got to do is we got to kill this flesh on this altar. We got to put that thing up there and burn it. Amen? Amen. <laughs> it's getting good. Next thing that after we decide to do that, this is on a daily basis now. Amen? This is a daily thing. You just don't get saved and walk on like they say once saved, always say you go straight to hell. Messing with that. This is a daily thing. And can't no other man take you out of the Father's hand, but you can do it yourself. You can do it yourself and wake up with our eyes in hell and say, oh, Lord, what have I done? Too late. My God, too late. The next thing after we do, after we take up our cross and deny ourselves and do all that stuff, you know, after we burn this flesh, there's a thing called the Brazine Laver. Amen? That's that second thing from the bottom. That's where the priest washes himself through the washing of the word as the New Testament was said. It's where we become sanctified because you can't do no work in this inner court until you get sanctified. I say you can't do no work in this court until you get sanctified. And sanctification comes from the washing of the water of the word according to the New Testament. Now look at (coughs) Exodus 38. Exodus 38. Exodus 38, verse 8. Over there. It says, and he made the labor of brass. This is the sanctification process. And the foot of it of brass. Look what he made it of. Of the looking glasses of the women. Assembly. Oh, there's a secret in that. And assembled at the door which assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Sanctification came from the looking glass of the women that stood at the door of the gate of the congregation. Amen? What is he talking about here? What do you do with a looking glass? You're looking to yourself, right? Uh Uh-huh. That's why it was made out of those looking glasses. Because instead of us looking at other people, we need to be looking at ourselves. Uh Uh-huh. That's what the problem is. And women, we know that God took the woman out of man because the woman is the inner sanctuary, the inner spiritual essence of a man. So he took these looking glasses and he made the sanctification place called the laving or the brazine uh, 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 laver. 
That's where the priest washed himself. In other words, put John 17, 17 up there. He said, thy word is the sanctification process. He said, sanctify them through thy truth, for thy word is truth. Amen? You see how they correlate the Old Testament with the New? So that it can be put in who? Somebody say me. I'm sitting here looking stupid. Not this morning. Don't look stupid. And don't be smart asses. Because I'm on a mission from God. I'm not in here playing this morning. I'm not in here playing this morning. Our lives are at stake. Understand me? The old man is back. And if you don't know it, you better ask somebody. He said, that word is true. Put the picture up, son. And while they're putting the picture up, go to Exodus 25, 31 and 32. That's for the audience. The next thing that we're going through is on the south gate. The south gate is the... Golden lampstand. Uh-huh. This golden lampstand, I'm going to read it. Then I'm going to explain. Exodus 25, verses 31 and 32. Put that up, please, sir. Sir, son, Exodus 25, verses 31 and verses 32. Can I get that up? See, he's switching back and forth, y'all, because this thing has to be shown to you. He said, and thou shalt make a candlestick. What is it made of? Pure gold. Gold represents the spirit. He said, you got to make this thing out of pure spirit. Of beaten work shall the candlestick be made. That means when you're getting your tail whooped. When you're being chastised because of the world, because we refuse to do what God said, because sometimes we get in the way. He said, make it of beaten Work shall the candlestick be made. His shaft, his branches, his bowl, his knob, his flowers shall be of the same. Next verse, son. And six branches, six is the representation of man, shall come out of the sides of it. Three branches on the candlestick out of one side, three branches of the candlestick on the other side. But it also had one Vertical standard uh, candlestick that was in the middle, which is seven. Seven is the perfection of God. This represents the light of God, the candlestick. Amen? Amen. Our light comes from God. Through what we go through in the world, dealing with this anointing that God has placed on us. Amen? Amen? So here we have ourselves. We find that the candlestick represents 
the light of God in us. Amen. Now, what does a moth do to a candle light or any light when he sees it? He draws to it, doesn't he? Right? And he eventually, that same light will kill him, won't he? You'll see him dried up, won't he? Satan, Lucifer, is the light bearer. The more our light shines, the more Lucifer, Satan, is coming at us. You understand that? You want to know why you go through so much? If, if you go through anything, if you ain't going through nothing, then you need to check your religion. The greater the light, the greater the anointing. The greater the light, the greater the war. The greater the battle. See, your battle ain't mine. My battle is way more tougher than y'all. Way more. You, you never understand it. All you'd be able to do is condemn me if you understood. But it's not for you to understand. Because you're not in this position as the apostle. But if you were, oh, you'd be crying. You'd be wanting everybody to have mercy on you. Oh, y'all, you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. You'd be looking around, looking crazy. You'd be doing all that. And it's possible that you'd even kill yourself because preachers have done that too. And it's possible that you could drop dead in the pulpit because preachers have dropped dead in the pulpit from the pressure. Mm-hmm. See, some of y'all might think it's easy. Some of y'all may think it's a joke. Ain't nothing funny about this. Nothing whatsoever being in the position. Mm. You don't want to wish that. You don't want to wish that. It's the light of God. Go to Second Peter one nineteen, son. Second Peter one nineteen. Doing all right. Bible say we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Uh-huh. Where undo now we're dealing with the light of God, right? We're at that segment in the south gate. Whereunto that subconscious gate. Whereunto ye do well that you take heed. Amen? Amen? As unto a what? Life that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star, which is Jesus Christ, arises in our heart. We're talking about the light of God here. That's the golden candlestick. Amen? Amen. On the north gate, give me the picture, son. And while he's doing that, go to Exodus 25, verses 23 through 28. The next place that you'll see us at is right here. The table of showbread. That's on the north gate. Amen? The table of showbread, they had 
Twelve cakes of unleavened bread. Amen. Can't be no yeast in this. A little leaven leavens the whole lump, Jesus said. Amen. In other words, a little sin makes the whole thing pissy water. You got it? Mm-hmm. The whole thing. And if you drink it, then you drink in pissy water. Simple as that. I ain't cutting no corners up in here this morning. The devil trying to kill us. Exodus. Put, the, put, put Exodus uh, 25, verse 23 through, uh, I think it's 23 through 28. Anyway, six cakes were in two stacks. We're still dealing with that six. Six is the number of man. But it was 12 cakes. 12 cakes is the divine purpose of God in man. Amen. They call it the table of showbread is because on a daily basis we got to show God something new that we're doing for him. That's why they had to change the bread out on daily basis. Do you get it? And whatever it is that we do for God, it can't be no yeast in it. It's got to be pure. We got to do this on a daily basis, y'all. Remember that. Put the scriptures up there for me, Exodus 25. Exodus 25, verses 23 through 28. And thou shalt make a table of shittim wood. Two cubits shall be the length thereof, and a cubit of breadth thereof, and a cubit and a half of height thereof. See, all that got significant meaning, but I ain't got time to, to I don't I won't blow your head up too much. I want you to Eat this and savor on it. Next verse. And that's our overlay with what? Whatever it is we do, it got to be pure in spirit. And make thereof a crown of gold round about. Next verse. And thou shalt make unto it a border of a handbreadth round about, and thou shalt make a golden crown to the border thereof round about it. Next one. And thou shalt make it four rings of gold. Mm -hmm. Four means totally. It's got to be total in pure spirit. And put the rings in the four corners that are on the four feet thereof. Next verse. Over against the border shall the rings be be for places of the stars to bear the table. Amen. Next verse. And thou shalt make the stars of shittim wood and overlay them with gold, and that the table may be born with them. This is where, on daily basis, we have to show what we're doing for God. Go to James 2.20, son. We're correlating the old with the new so that it can be placed spiritually in you. Look here. But wilt thou know, oh, what kind of man? Vain man. See, all this garbage that we do ain't nothing but vanity and a chasing after the stinking wind. 
And all it's designed to do is take you from what you are ordained to do. And you won't even know that you're drifting out into the ocean without a life jacket on until you're too far out there and you're trying to get back. Let me tell you something. Me and Brenda and my granddaughter, we were in a canoe one time, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all remember? And we went out there on that lake, right? And a storm was coming up. Oh, yeah. And boy, let me tell you something. It was tough getting back to safety. It was tough getting back to safety once you're out there like that, without a life jacket. You know what I'm saying? He said, but wilt thou know, old man, that faith, put it up there, son, I need them to see that. That faith without what? Works is dead. That's the table of showbread. You show me a man faith, and I'll show you his works. That's what the Bible says. God wants to show us, God wants us to show him on daily basis what we are doing for him. Not old bread, it's got to be new bread with no yeast in it. None whatsoever. Amen. You got to do this on a daily basis. See, this is the administration of the priesthood within us. It's an ongoing thing. You know why Jesus was born in a manger? Because that word means that there's no break in this. <laughs> you know, in other words, ain't no I don't feel like it. Now get your you know what up and get to doing what you do everything else. You do what you like to do. I do what I like to do, which ain't always right. Show me somebody in here that does always do what's right. That's why we got to do this thing on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You show me a man faith, so you can talk all the faith you want to. But where's the works? God's not interested in what we say as much as he's interested in what we do. Amen. Put the picture up there, son. The next one is Exodus 39, verses 1. We're going to be dealing with what we call the altar of incense. That's that middle one there in the soul realm. Do y'all see it? Do you see it? It's all diagram right there. I simplified it for you. The altar of incense is designed to give God a sweet savor and aroma in his nostrils. Amen? Now watch the word. Go to the word, son. What did I say? Exodus what? Exodus 39, verse 1. And of the blue and purple and scarlet, they made the cloth serve. No, I, I, there's a mistake here. 
and made holy garments of Aaron. Go to verse 34 through 38. I could have misdone that one myself. That one might be on me. Yeah, that one's on me. Uh, let me see verse 34 here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those are wrong scriptures. Belay that. Omit it. Take it off. Anyway, this incense, I'll correct that. This incense, Altar of incense was designed to give off a sweet aroma unto God. Amen? That's what it's designed for. And by it being designed that way, the incense itself had to be made. It's called the apocryphy. It had to be made a certain way. It just couldn't be made. See, what we do gives off an aroma from our soul to God. And if what we're doing is not made and done the way God has intended for it to be made, then what God is smelling instead of a sweet aroma, he's smelling a stink from us. You see if I got the right New Testament. Version. Go to Second Corinthians two verses sixteen and seventeen, and almost done, y'all. Yeah. I'm not going. Second Corinthians two verse sixteen and seventeen. All right. Okay, we're going to go with verse 15 and verse 16. Are we there? Put that up there for me, please. Look here. This is the altar of incense. For we are unto God a what? Sweet savor of Christ. Amen? But watch this. In them that are what? Saved. Now, that ain't talking about everybody running around here hollering, Lord, Lord, I'm saved, I'm a Christian, I'm not. So, first of all, you're not a Christian. You're supposed to be a disciple of God. So, stop running around here calling yourself Christian. And start calling yourself what God called you and not what the Roman government named you in uh, 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 Antioch. Amen. So that's the first thing you need to do. Second thing we need to do is to understand the fact that there's another side to God, as Brenda was saying. Put the scripture back up there, son. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved. But watch this. And in them that Perish, next verse. To the one, we are a savor of the death of Christ, those of us that are saved. And to the other, 
the savor of life unto life. Who and who is sufficient for these things? In other words, we can never give all the savor, the sweet smell of life to God. Or we can give all the savor or the smell of putrefaction, stink, rot, which causes us to perish. Amen. You got that? So we got to be careful on what we do when we're making the incense. Because if the incense is not made right, then like God did to Cain, the offering is going to be unacceptable. Amen? Amen? All right. Almost done. Put the picture up. So we're dealing now in the innermost court. We're going in, y'all, all the way. In the old days, you preach. He went in, I think, once a year for the atonement, souls of the people. And if he didn't go in right, and they didn't hear them bells, pomegranate bells on the road, they do him like the sandman. They know he was dead because he's in there messing with that ark, and he's not qualified. And he killed him. And they had this thing like Sandman, a hook with a long pole, and they drag him up out of there because they wasn't going up in there now. They wasn't going up in there. They had to drag him out. Amen? The Ark of the Covenant, which is the spirit of the living God in us. Amen? What is everybody always talking about? Well, where's the Ark? Where's the Ark? Fool, you walk around with it. you looking for something that's already in you. Ain't that just like us? Looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for success in all the wrong places. It ain't none of it worth a you-know-what. <laughs> Man is stupid. Yes, he is. And God, I'm so glad you know it. That's why you sent your son, Jesus. To save our stupid selves. Oh, he called me stupid. Yeah, yeah. If you had good sense, you'd do that too. And then you would know that you needed a savior. And that you couldn't do this thing by yourself. Amen? Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just preach truth up in here in a revelation. If you don't like truth, then you can't stay here. Because truth is a powerful mechanism. And especially when you're wrong and you don't want to be corrected. That's when you get mad. I'm church hurt. No, you ain't church hurt. You just crazy. You don't want to hear the truth. That's what the problem is. Church ain't hurt you. Because you the church, you hurt your own self. You, you just told on yourself. If you church hurt, because the church is the inner sanctuary of your soul. See, we, we got all kind of cliches, but we need to. The ark of the covenant, the spirit of the living God. Watch this. Exodus 25. 
hope I got that one right. Because this thing was, I had to break it down, y'all. Exodus 25, put it up there for me. Verse 1 and 2, if you could. Give it to me. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Neighbor, speak to the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it. What kind of way? See, God don't want to twist your arm for nothing. He said, bring me an offering, and every man that give it to me willingly, with his heart, <coughs> you should take my offering. Amen? That's why how she doesn't take up one offering. And we ain't twisting nobody on about nothing. If you don't want to do it willingly, then you keep it. Because God is going to take care of House of Destiny some kind of way. He always has, and he always will. But he said, now, take offering from the people that are willing to give it. Mm -hmm. Verse 8 and 9, give me that. And let them make me a what? Sanctuary. place where I can dwell. That I may dwell among who? Them. Next verse. According to all that I, the Lord, show thee. Uh Uh-huh. See, sometimes we try to build this thing like we want to. After the pattern of the what? Tabernacle. And the pattern of all the instruments thereof. Even so shall you make it. Amen? Last verse. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Remember now. This is the Spirit of God. We're at that top one. We're in the deepest place that we can go inside the tabernacle which you are. Put that scripture up there. You know ye not that you are the, what? Temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Amen? That's the ark. Dwells in us. Amen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we have here, put that up there one last time. Some have already caught it. All of them may have. It would be nice if all of them had. Put the picture back up there, son. Amen, amen, amen. What we have here all along is the cross. You see it. It's been in that tabernacle the whole time. Amen. It's been here the whole time. Right here. We've been getting around. Mm-hmm. And I've taken you through the, notice it ain't the six parts. And six is the number of man. Let's let you know that the tabernacle is all about man. Amen. And everywhere man moved, and I'm going to be closing. Everywhere man moves, this tabernacle has to be broken down and reconstructed. As man moves from one place to another place in life, we have to break that tabernacle down and move to that level. Amen? Paul put it like this. When I was a child, I spake a child. But now that I become a man, I put away childish things. As we go from faith to faith. 
As we go from one level of righteousness to another, this thing has to be broken down, and, we've, and it can't be broken down by anybody. We're going to deal with that, but not today. If I live, we'll deal with it next week. Tom, you're not preaching next week, are you? Yeah. Next week, well, I deal with it after, after Tom, you know, because I'm on a mission from God. I'm on a mission from God. And we're going we're gonna to deal with, 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 with the in-depth stuff about God. Because I'm going to be honest with you, it makes me sick every time I turn on the TV to try to listen to a preacher. Because they ain't giving you nothing but old recycled stuff. I got to have new fresh bread every day. I got to have a new revelation every day to keep me going. I can't live on that old stale bread. That old same stuff, you're going to put it back over there on the table of showbread. The devil is a sticking lie. I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to teach you to do it either. I'm going to teach you something new. I'm going to continue to teach you something new every time you come through that door. That's my job. Amen? Amen. Give God praise. Amen. <laughs>